1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we record today we recognize the country north and south of the brisbane river as home to both the turbal and Yagura nations and that sovereignty was never ceded These places have always been places of teaching, learning, and storytelling, and we would like to pay our respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. With social distancing restrictions easing in Queensland, we found ourselves with the opportunity to record in person, bringing you all the vim, vigour, and attention that we usually do. Unfortunately, that didn't allow us to record and drop this week, so we've got a special episode here, and something I'd like to keep going in the off weeks. I'll let myself in the past introduce this one, So welcome to Dungeon Deep Dive. Welcome to a very special uh, side episode of Dungeon Deep Dive. Uh, it's been a long time since we've recorded in person, and uh, to celebrate isolation measures being relaxed in Queensland, I have a guest with me in person. Uh, it's the same as last, last fortnight's, Brooke Riley.
1: Hello. You can't see me, and you're welcome, frankly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so what we thought we'd do is uh, just to trial an idea out, we're going to do a, lit of, a little bit of character exploration. Uh, now, if you'd like to be involved in this, please get in contact if you want to be featured. Tell us all about the character you never played, or the arc that finished too soon, or just somebody that you wanted to brag about. Uh, it's a good chance to get in deep to that character and how they played with the world. So, for some context, our session last night...
1: Uh, was rowdy. It was, a, it was a wild one, lads.
0: was a wild one, uh, and it ended with Squid running away from the party which means that Squid sorry should we give some context here? No.
1: No. <laughs> um
0: yeah, Squid being Brock's character has run away from the party uh, and may or may not return.
1: Mm. Yeah, that was a bold choice because again, context, sorry. Um Squid is we've been ca- we've been playing these for what five or six sessions now. Um and I love Squid and I would die for her. So I never expected to run away and stop playing her, but it's because I love her and I would die for her that I'm like, in the moment as we were playing yesterday, I was like, I she would not continue in this scenario, right? Um, so firstly, I hate it because I love Squid and I don't want her to disappear, but like given the situation she's in, I also don't want to put her through that sort of emotional trauma. So um, sort of fifty-fifty on like whether a... next time she's going to continue with this, or whether she's going to go actually shuckers, peace out, um, and someone else is going to come in.
0: Yeah, so we're left at an interesting juncture where Squid is still active, and Mm. still very much a possibility, but we don't know if she's going to continue. And so what we thought we'd do do today is a little bit of character building, just run through the world uh, as we know it, what we know about it, and what characters can come out from it.
1: Yeah, I think... Like this is a fun, but you know what I mean. Like I like to, it's fun to just like make something up. But like, it's got to be someone that I love as much and would die for as much as I would die for Squid.
0: <laughs> so, uh, to give a little bit of context on the world as we are, yeah, we have just ended up uh, in an encounter with an ancient blue dragon at fifth level. Um, <laughs> basically, what this means is they're in trouble. Um, they're very much under the thumb of an ancient blue dragon. And they're inadvertently been sucked into the world of uh, the, the Great War between Devils and Demons. To a tiefling ex-cultist, uh, a bad thing.
1: Yeah, um, it was really interesting playing last night and sort of being in Squid's head and realising... Like, this is a war against Devils and Demons for, you know, a tiefling that has run away from her tiefling heritage... She doesn't want to fight on either of those fucking sides. They're both pretty shitty to her. So,
0: Yeah. Um, And we've just ended up uh, being unceremoniously plonked down in a forest right by a city, which Squid has discovered, and the others haven't, uh, is a city completely covered in flowers uh, that is inhabited almost entirely by thieves.
1: (laughs) Squid's going to get on great in there.
0: Mm. Uh, So, in the city of Fleurgaard. Is there a particular idea for a character that you reckon would come out of that?
1: So, I was having a look at a couple of things yesterday. There's so many cool options. Um, and I think just, like, something something that's, like... Because, I mean, I don't want to just leave Squid in the lurch completely, obviously. I want to be able to check in with her. But also, like, for this to be interesting for me to play, I want to be able to play something that's, like, similar... Not similar to her, but, like... I think for me as a player, I need to play something with some casting ability... Or something that I could use, do some dumb dope shit with. Um, so, we talked about the idea of maybe looking at like a cleric in the trickery domain, which I did not know was a thing, but holy fuck, that sounds dope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, previously, we've uh, talked about the potential for bards and warlocks, yeah. um, the non charisma casters doing something like uh, a cleric. Mm. I think those were the main options that we discussed.
1: Yeah, I have. I'm one of those D&D players that exclusively plays me with a dumb name. Um, I only know I only know how to play myself, but a little bit, a little well, frankly, a little bit better. Um, so it's kind of this hard line between like, do I want to do that again, or do I want to do something that's out of my comfort zone and completely different? And I don't know what's going to be more enjoyable for me as a player. Um, but I think something that is like, like I, I don't think I'm the sort of player that I could just do something super serious. Like I need to be able to have fun with this. So, mm-hmm. when I heard the words trickery domain, oh boy, that's what the cogs started.
0: So, it sounds like the trickery domain's where we're heading towards today.
1: Yeah, I think that could be fun.
0: Beautiful. Well, as far as the trickery do- domain goes, uh, what, what brought your character to the uh, trickster gods?
1: Oh, oh, now I have to think. I forgot about this bit.
0: <laughs> While you're thinking on that, I might just vamp for a little bit. Please do. Yeah. Uh, so, as far as the world goes, uh, this has been a really interesting experiment for me as a DM. Uh, I've never run any long-term campaigns before this, and I decided to jump straight into Homebrew. The reason for that was I tried to run a pre-written adventure, um, one that uh, was available through uh, GM's Guild called LockerThart Rising, which I thought was a great uh, module to be run. But what ended up happening was I got quite upset at being confined by what the module itself gave And when my players gave answers to what if I did this, I was presented a choice to either break the module entirely or just tell them, no, that's not going to work. And again, neither of those suited me. So instead, I've come up with a homebrew world and I'm building this from the players out. So we started uh, in an area called the Dust Bowl and that was a self-contained area. There was nothing in there that could realistically let them out with less than a session's worth of ordeal, which meant that I had a chance to see what their priorities were in the world before going out. Now that they've had a couple of sessions, I've done a very quick level up into level five. I want to now explore the world, give them a bit of authentic choice in there. Um, And I've now given them an area that I think fits the kind of things that they wanted to explore.
1: I like the idea that after all of this build up, we're finally in a place where we can do this. And my initial instinct was "fuck off," <laughs> just run away. It,
0: it is very funny that, yeah, the moment you're finally given some authentic choice in your direction, not just your choices, that that's when you run.
1: I mean, I don't want to. It sounds dope, but I have to protect. I have to protect my daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what have you thought of it?
1: So one of the things that you mentioned before about Trickery Domain Clerics that I thought was really interesting was that they have an ability, what was it called, the one where you can make a double?
0: Invoke duplicity.
1: Invoke duplicity. That sounds really cool. And I like the idea of just someone who's really lonely. (laughs) Just this real lonely lonely homie who's like, I want a friend. What if I had me again?
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm a big fan of that. So, really lonely. Do you think that's really lonely within a community or outside a community?
1: I almost picture, like, an only child. Hmm. Like, just maybe, like, only child that, like, lived in the middle of fuck off nowhere, didn't have any friends. And so, in an attempt to get some, uh, learnt about this thing where they could just duplicate themselves.
0: So, at risk of sledging you entirely, it's a bit biographical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I told you I only know how to make one character.
0: <laughs> so, that, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, now, my, my immediate thought when we you said lonely was a hermit. So, it's actually an interest, interesting mm. to see how the same motivation can mm. jump back a couple of different backgrounds, depending on how you're thinking. So, if you're going your only child route, um, you, do you have a race in mind?
1: Well... I'm torn between picking a race that is useful for this sort of narrative and also picking a race that's just kind of hot, because we were looking at some really cool ones yesterday. Mm, there um, are some pretty hot races. There are some pretty hot races. I really liked the one, the seasonal elf. The Eladron. That. Yes. That was very cool.
0: Uh, please, yeah, please, uh, Wizards of the Coast, don't take us down for licensing. It's available in Warden Canaan's Tome of Foes, uh, if you want to check that one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, the eladrin, which are seasonal, uh, fae-touched elves. Yeah, um, which very much would suit the trickery domain. I believe.
1: I think that would be so cool, uh,
0: especially with their abilities, such as the fae step, mm-hmm. which is just the ability to teleport yourself thirty feet at will once oh, yeah. a day. Um, so I think that's a like both mechanically and flavor-wise very good choice. Because
1: could you? How so, with the you know how they can change the seasons, how mm. often what's the limit on that? How often can that happen?
0: Um, I don't have the book in front of me. I'm but just this is the memory. situation
1: that I'm picturing yeah. create a double and then the original changes seasons, so then you've got two of them <laughs> that look different.
0: I believe you have to spend a long rest to change it. That being said, we can discuss the possibility of your duplicate having a slightly having a different season.
1: I just think that would be cool.
0: Mm. We, we can discuss that yeah um because it could even just be uh cast duplicity and then disguise self yeah um as as yourself
1: yeah because the more i think about this character i don't see one character i see two of them i see them constantly casting cast duplicity so they constantly have
0: cool this someone is someone there this is your channel divinity so like good luck using this oh
1: absolutely yeah. awful would not work awful
0: but- but I love it though, yeah, and especially as a character in the world as it exists, that if they're not an adventurer, they can just do that because yeah. they can. yeah um, so as far as the city of Fleurgard, uh, you are in essentially an entirely wooden built city the The roads are paved with wood, the buildings are all wooden, uh, and all around it is completely covered in flowers. So, for a Fey touched elf, that is an excellent location. I am thriving.
1: Location. I am living my best life. Um, here's a situation that I just pictured. Um, this is a city of thieves. So, uh, this character is, you know, let's say the cleric of the town, but obviously it's a city of thieves. She's going to get some. She's going. She doesn't give a shit about these people. We're going to. I'm a trickster. Um, I just picture a situation where she it's a scenario a, situ- a scenario where she casts cast and has her and her double because the double can also cast use magic you can mm-hmm. cast spells through it and she has them set up as like two separate clerics. And you have, so like, it's like you can see one or like, you have to or see one or the other or you have to see both and she charges charges fees for both of them. So she can get double the money out of people because she's like, you saw two people, you know what I mean? So it's like, this is the doctor and this is the nurse. you got to pay fees for both of them. Oh God. So she uses this just to scam people out of like getting twice as much money out of them.
0: That is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is some pu- puppet master bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm a big fan of this character.
1: Like, the Doctor's like, sorry, I have to refer you to a specialist, <laughs> and then she's also the specialist?
0: <laughs> um, cool. <laughs> I mean, as far as how you could flavour a trickery domain cleric, I think this is perfect. I really do think this yeah. is perfect. <laughs> I also enjoy the potential, the chaotic potential of a City of Thieves not having particularly wealthy people, mm. but having people constantly holding valuable things. Yeah. So you could accept payment not only in coin, but in just cool shit.
1: And also sexual favors.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, if, if you'd like, we'll, we'll discuss your history later. Um, no, so that, I reckon that uh, is a really good authentic character to have there. Now, the next question, which is a very important one, why would this character go adventuring?
1: Um, I think it would be just as much like the initial, I hate saying the word loyally just half you sledged me for it. Um, but like boredom, I imagine.
0: Yeah. Boredom like, is a, a great motivator. I, th- I think a lot of people have their tragic backstory quest. Uh, I, like three of my, all of my past characters have had some sort of tragic quest, mm. uh, linked to it. But boredom is as good a reason as any. Um, I really think that somebody who is restless in their home has a reason to go adventuring. Yeah. um, And to make it big. And especially somebody who is already successful. That's actually pretty compelling.
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm picturing the scenario where like.
0: She's running the same con every day and it's feeling less original.
1: Yeah. It's like, how do I make this more? How do I make this? I've got so much bank, you know what I mean? I'm absolutely swimming in the, the cash money. What do I do now?
0: Again, I will absolutely have you be swimming in relics that may or may not actually be valuable.
1: <laughs> just like, I just like have a bag and I just pull them out and I go, nope, 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 nope. This one's kind of shiny. That might work.
0: Yep. It's uh, not- yeah, so that that'll be a real challenge for me is balancing the wealth side of things because my characters have come out of a scenario where they did not gain any coin at mm-hmm. all, but they're level five now and yep. probably need some coin. Yeah. And I don't want to force you to give up a bunch of coin and fund the party, but also... Fuck off, I'm it, not doing that. Yeah, but also that seems like a good way of injecting a little bit of wealth.
1: <laughs> yeah. You we can have a situation where, like, one of the party gets sick and needs to go see the town cleric. <laughs>
0: I mean, there is definitely already some... I don't want to give too much away because obviously you're still playing the mm. campaign. There's definitely a couple of story threads that you can pick up on that will require uh, consultation with a cleric.
1: Maybe two, because you need to go see the specialist as well.
0: <laughs> you're a bad person, I love
1: it. <laughs> it's entirely on brand.
0: Um, so in this case, mm. as far as background, where, what's your history before this city?
1: Um, so I imagine she's been at the city for a while and, like, getting to the point where she's getting bored of it, but before that, I think, like, I kind of see the two of them and, again, I can't, I can't unsee them as the two of them now, like, I hmm. think she feels very, like, I think she's gotten to the point where she's become dependent on this double um, and, like you know, when her when she runs out of fucking spell slots and she can't do it anymore, she just feels incredibly, like, empty.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I think it's probably her, like...
0: So I'm, I'm feeling also that minor illusion has to be one of your cantrips. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Because,
0: like, at worst case, you could have the, uh, the double sitting on your shoulder. Yeah. As, like, as just a, a little one. Yeah. Uh, just as a stopgap.
1: Yeah. It could even be, like, I don't know the legalities of this, but, like, if she you know, struggle, like, is, like, struggling so much with, like, not having, you know, like, if she goes adventuring, like, goes exploring to see if she could find a way to make this spell last longer.
0: Yeah, and that could be very well just your overall goal, Mm. is to figure out how to make this a permanent thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, horrible idea. This is codependency issues through the roof, but with your, the layers to this.
0: (laughs) Narcissism and codependency all rolled into one. I...
1: Well, I'm I hate I hate I hate how much I can't make characters that aren't me. <laughs>
0: um But yeah, that that's I think a really good reason to mm. be going adventuring. And as far as background goes, I mean as far as the rules wise character background, mm. you're definitely a charlatan. Let's yeah. let's keep that clear. That's yeah. gotta be it. Yeah.
1: Just kind of I mean it's two for two on Charlatans, maybe. <laughs> that's
0: two for two on charlatans. Um maybe you should just Give up on life and become a con artist.
1: I mean, maybe that's what this is. It's my inability to pull off anything smooth con-wise in real life that I'm just projecting into characters that are cooler than me and that can do sleight of hand magic. Hmm. Should I learn sleight of hand magic in the real world?
0: Please become a close-up magician.
1: <laughs> that's exactly the the element of wanky I needed to add to my repertoire.
0: So now we've got your approximate background, like your recent background. Who you are as a as a player character, mm-hmm. and why you would go adventuring? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything from your past that you think is important? Hmm. Uh, because you definitely have a connection to the Fey. Yes. Which is something that I haven't openly explored in the world, but was looking forward to injecting at some point.
1: Yeah. I don't know a lot about the Fey. Like, what's what's their sort of deal?
0: Deals. Um, they are. ...tricksters through and through... Yeah. Um, ...often very... They're, ...they're often rather chaotic... Um, in That's their, my
1: favourite word... ...in chaotic. their methods...
0: ...but lawful in their... ...and law, by lawful I mean... ...exactly contractually lawful... Yep. ...if you accept a gift... ...from a fae... ...then it's quite possible that they will see that... ...as you accepting a contract... ...and you have to give them back a gift instead in order to be set free.
1: Right. Okay.
0: It's very much a a bartering sort of system where you, you just have to try and trick them back out of whatever you've got yourself into. Mm. Um, As a fate touched yourself, you may or may not um, be in their good graces. Mm -hmm. I guess that I
1: feel like I've pissed them off. I don't know why that just feels right.
0: Do you think, you know, you've pissed them off?
1: Yes, I think I did it on purpose. Okay. I think, in an attempt, I think, speci- I think again, this is absolutely just me coming out, uh, I think she came up against some of them and was pissed off by the fact that they tried to trick her, and so she tried to out-trick them to the point of, like, bad. To the, to the point, point of exile? Potentially. To the point of, I think it's just like, she didn't like the control that they had over her in trying to be in, in, in their trickery, even though that's the exact same fucking thing that she does. Mm. Um, she doesn't like authority.
0: <laughs> okay, the challenge for the next character is going to be uh, trying to create a character that's not you.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. It's not any fun. Um, let me live, <laughs> let me enjoy my fantasy worlds in which I play myself, but better.
0: So, uh, that's sort of... I think a really great starting point for mm. this character. Now, I've got to go into the, my sort of world building and start to build in this fae element and how they fit into the world, uh, whether or not they touch on this uh, demon-devil conflict.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that could be really
0: interesting. Because mm. a lot of the, the mm-hmm. world building so far has been focused on that uh, on that fiendish war and then how that's affected the, poli- the politics of the mortal plane. Yeah. So, building some fey into that will be very interesting, and seeing if they have stayed away, or if they've got some influence. Yeah. And I think that's that's a pretty solid uh, character building session, I think.
1: Well, this is there's a really important bit. Yeah? Uh, what's her name?
0: What's her name? That's a good what? question. Are you going to use a, a, a dumb name, or are Absolutely you going to...
1: Absolutely, I'm going to use a dumb name. Have you met me?
0: Okay, well, you will... <laughs> I, I would like for you to have a given name and then a taken name.
1: Oh, why must you constrict me like this? The
0: given name you don't ever have to use. Yep. But it is important for when you are dealing with people from your past. Yeah, all right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't... The naming bit is really hard. I don't... I can't just pull something out of my ass like this. So
0: previous names... Previous names have been... What was it? Penelope pa- uh, Penelope Rickshaw.
1: Which became I,
0: Panini Rickshaw.
1: Yep, so I played a character called ben Panini, like the sandwich. Uh,
0: then there's Squid, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, a tiefling virtue name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a taken virtue name. Mm-hmm.
1: And the only other character I played was named Starbuck.
0: Which is absolutely just a stolen protagonist name.
1: I think it's, I think it's a good name. Um, what's... I'm, I'm almost wondering if... She's got one name, and if she's given the double, another name.
0: Okay. So you could you could even have a a set of taken names that come across like a, a sibling duo?
1: Yeah. Jesse and James vibes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Except
1: Jesse is just hallucinating James.
0: <laughs> God, um... But would say- James
1: hallucinate Jesse? Who do you think's hallucinating who in that situation?
0: That's... A good question. I don't know enough Pokemon... I I don't know enough about Pokemon to answer that.
1: I reckon James is hallucinating Jesse for sure. Okay.
0: I mean, uh, James is much... It Explores his feminine side a lot more than Jessie uh, uh, expresses her masculine. Mm. So maybe, yeah, that is just an expression of James's wish to be confident and feminine. Yep. That's way off topic. Or is
1: Meowth... (laughs) (laughs) Meowth Meowth listening, both of them. Um... Dumb, dumb idea. Okay. Um, I really liked the uh, the name. I was, I think, I was looking at the pizza wrap the other day, and I really liked the name Domino. But then I <laughs> thought I could name them Domino and Rubik's, like Rubik's Cube. Rubik's is a cool name.
0: What about Rubik, singular? Rubik. Yeah. No, Domino, I... Domino and Rubik. Yeah. Right. So Domino and Rubik. I mean, it's they're good taken names that sound like nonsense. Yeah. Um, and do you have a surname that you want to? Cube. <laughs> no, I, I, I. That's where I draw the line. You are not. Your surname is not cube. Why not? <laughs> because I think that will that will be the difference between it being a silly name in universe and oh, breaking immersion. Right. Um,
1: what's a what's a good elven surname that isn't shit?
0: God, El- um, let me, let me have a look. Let me grab something
1: up. What if the names were Anno and Domino?
0: That's not bad. Oh, Anna and Domino? <laughs> Anna and Domino? Um, I'm just getting up a list of Elven names to see if anything jumps out at me.
1: Domino and Dominee.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's in character. No, I don't like it. Um, Elven family names. Um. Do you want to roll me a D100? See what comes up.
1: Tits. 20.
0: And the other half of the D100? Is that a D10? Yes. So I D1... am
1: good at dice rolling. When you roll,
0: roll a D100, you roll both of them together. Oh, right. Yeah. Let's pretend I did that. Yeah. 23. 23. Okay, that's. Aethelana. Just Aethelana. Add,
1: just out of curiosity, what is 69? Osteroth. The first one sounds better, but the second one is 69. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, I, I'm not constricting you to this. Is was just to choose one rather than read through a list for five minutes. Yeah, that's. Roll again, see what happens.
1: No, that one sounds kind of cool. Aethelana.
0: Aethelana? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, uh,. Domino and Dom, uh, Domini Athelana?
1: No, I like uh, either I like Domino and Rubik.
0: Domino and Rubik? Dr. Domino Ethelana. Dr. Rubik Ethelana.
1: Yep. PhD, MD, OBGYN.
0: A, oh my god, you are DDE. That's your Dr. Domino Ethelana. DDE. <laughs> um, <beautiful>. doctor,
1: BDE. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Because then it's like big, out of my like, house. like big dick energy,
0: you know what I mean? Get out of my house. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to everybody for listening in. Thank you for Bro- to Brooke for joining me once again in front of the mic, uh, which is my phone propped up on a Switch stand. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, please uh, send us through a message to uh, deepdivetnc at gmail.com or on our socials, Dungeon Deep Dive at, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and until next week's episode... I, I don't have a tagline. We've never come up with a tagline. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Oh, uh, now we vamp while well, it totally closes the app.